And we are back with another episode of the Slash Line Pod brought to you by myself, Tanner, Sammy, Petey, and LJ. In this episode, we will be going over our top 10 player list for the 2019 season. We're going to break this one down into two episodes. So we're going to cover catchers, first base, second base, shortstop, and third base in this episode. And then catch our next episode for left field, center field, right field, starting pitchers, and relief pitchers. So why don't we get started here with our top 10 catchers list. Sammy, who do you think is a standout for you this year at this list? I'll tell you what, LJ. I really like Yasmani Grandal of the Milwaukee Brewers. Signed a pretty team-friendly deal, I might what add. Was it slightly above ARB? Was he uh, the one who did that? It was a one-year, 18 mil. No. Yeah. I thought it was three years. No, it was a one-year. I'm pretty sure he was slightly yeah, above Yeah, you're arm. right. No, you're right. You're right. It's one year, 18 and a half. Which I guess he's betting on himself. Yeah. I don't know. The Brewers got a good deal. Anyway, he comes in at number one again. I think he was number one last year in terms of framing runs. Last year, he had uh, 15.7 um, runs added to his defense in terms of framing because he was apparently amazing at turning balls into strikes, which is incredible. The most important thing that you can have That's, as a catcher. Yeah, that and blocking. And he's a switch hitter. He's a good hitter. Um, I know he walks a lot and hits for power. He's not a big average guy, but it doesn't, I mean, a catcher's not a position where you need to be able to hit all that well, but he does do it at a decent clip. So, so. that's really just an extra bonus. Right. And he, I mean, he's, I'm kind of surprised he didn't really sign for more than he did, but yeah, I well, think he, he's number th- he's number three on my list, so I'm looking for him to have another big year. He got an offer from the Mets, I believe, for three years, sixty. That that's probably that. what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know why he turned that down. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe he's hoping for more, but yeah, I think he wants to better himself this year again and see if he can grow that number even more for next year. Yeah, I won't be surprised. All right, Tanner, who do you got? Uh, I got Francisco Cervelli. Um, Last year, he was in his age 32 season, 104 games, slash 259, 378, wow, 378 OBP, 431 slugging, and 809 OPS, um, 12 home runs, 57 RBIs, 15 doubles. He, he's always been one of the better hitting catchers. Defense is not too good, um, but I mean, I guess you can take his offensive production. I think... Cervelli will be one of the players to watch for this year. He might have another good hitting year and maybe buckle down on the defense. But One guy I'm looking at is the Cubs catcher, Wilson Contreras. And, I mean, if you just look at his Dog shit first year. two years, 2016 and 2017, he looked like he was on a path to superstardom, honestly, at the catcher position. 126 and 122 runs created plus, 350-plus on base, 480-plus slugging. Got a cannon for an arm. He's not the best framer, but he's a good blocker. He's athletic. Just, I don't know if it was Chili Davis. Is that an excuse from last year or I'd, what? I'd like to think that's what it is. I would too, and I'd like to think he gets back to that really good offense with really good defense. I mean, he could be like a four-win player yeah. pretty easily, I think. I agree. I agree. So I, I, I want to see him get back to that this year, but I think he's one guy that can, and I'm looking for a bounce back year from him. People were saying that he was going to be the number one like he was the best catcher in baseball last year. Yeah, he's got a cannon. Well, cause he was hitting, he was hitting like a. There was a stretch. There was a stretch where he was hitting home runs at like will. Yeah, like he was just mashing. Um, Who do you got, Pete? I've got. I'm looking at Buster Posey. He missed a lot of time last year. He he said he'd gonna be ready for opening day, ready to go. So I'm looking at him to kind of, you know, get back to what he's always kind of been. He's always been great on both sides of the ball. The offensive numbers are always there. He's always going to get on base. Um, he's always been one of the top defenders at the position. Um, he doesn't strike out very much, but he doesn't walk that much either. But overall, he's always been arguably the best catcher in the game. And so I, I expect him to get back to that this year, um, like as if he didn't ever get hurt at all or didn't really miss a beat at all. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be he had like a four four win season two seasons ago. In two thousand seventeen he had a four point two yeah, win and then season. He had what? Alright, Sam, who who's the guy you you see that could jump on with this list in a year? Okay, um I think Pete and I have the same guy here, and that's Francisco Mejia. Count me in on that. Of the over seventy eight win Padres team. Late, baby. Uh so he recently got traded and that Brad Handel, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they don't really know if he's gonna stick at the catcher position, but if he does, I think he could 
I mean, I don't even think it'd be that hard for him to sneak up on this list. No, there's like four good catchers. Yeah, on this top ten list because he switch from what, from what I heard, he he's a, a ready bat in the major leagues, and he's like he's just gonna hit the shit out of the ball. Switch hitter, so that's... yeah. And they just if he can be okay behind the plate, then he'll easily be in the top ten. All right, I'm gonna stray a little bit from mine. I'm gonna go with Danny Jensen. With the Blue Jays, I think he he had a really good year last year in his rookie campaign. He's gonna he's gonna get a full year under his belt. Good on base and a decent slugging throughout his career. He's a pretty good defensive catcher too. So you give him a full year behind the plate, I think he's definitely gonna be in this top ten next year. Like we said, it's it's a little bit weaker at the back end, so I I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. Yeah, I had I had Mejia too to kind of crack that top ten. Um, he. He just rakes. Like, in AAA last year with the Indians and the Padres, he just flat-out rakes. Like, he, he gets on base a lot. He drives and runs. Overall, I think he'll be in that top ten. Because, I mean, overall, the, the catcher position is a little bit thin as it is. So, I think that makes it easier for him to get in. Um, but I think up with the I think he'll be up with the Padres this year and have a pretty good year and, and crack the top ten. Yeah, he's super young too. Yeah, Mejia is the guy I'm I'm looking forward to watching as well and cracking the top ten. All right, Petey, why don't we uh, head over to you? Who is one guy you see on this top ten that might be dropping out of it next year? I've got Yachty kind of falling off a little bit, maybe falling out of the top ten. He'll be 37 during the season. Yeah, he is getting. Jeez, old. really? Wow. Um, yeah, and I he still had a two win year last year, but like I don't know, his his offense is really starting to fall. He doesn't get he on base. Is also coming off of right knee surgery, so. Yeah, I I, did, I think he's going to take a step back. A pretty decent one, too. I mean, just all of his offensive numbers went down last year from, from the year before. Um, and so I think that'll kind of continue. And I think you might see him fall out of the top 10. And a lot of it has to do with his age. I mean, he's going to be 37. He's been catching this long. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point... It's gonna. It's gotta catch. It's gotta catch up to him at some point. He's done it so long and so consistently that um, I think you'll start to see that a little bit this year. And I think he'll fall out of the top ten. I don't think the defense is really what it used to be either. I think he relies a lot on his offense at this point, which isn't saying that much because his offense isn't. He's that had good. a couple like two good years. What eighteen and twenty home runs. I mean, he hit twenty home runs last year, but I mean that's really all you're. You're getting some slugging. And right. That's, that's really about it. I mean, he hadn't hit double digit home runs like up. From 2014 to 2016, he had seven, four, and eight in those three years. So I mean, and he still played 130 plus games. So uh, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as PD. I think Yadi be the guy who drops out of the top ten solely because of age, and it's finally catching up to him with, especially with this knee surgery that he's having. So Sam, you got anybody you see you falling out? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Salvi Perez kind of drops off because he. I mean, he's not really. He's not young, no. and he's, he's like 30. Like we know what he's gonna. We know what he is. He's kind of, he relies on a lot of hits because he doesn't ever walk. And everyone thinks of him as this, like, defensive guru. And it's not like he's really all that good behind the plate. I mean, he's decent, but his hitting isn't really what it used to be. And I think I could easily see him dropping out of the top 10. Yeah, I had him as my guy, too, that, that could, uh, we could see out of the top 10. Just because, I mean, you're going to get some power. He's similar to Yachty at this point. You're going to get some power from him. You're not going to get any kind of on-base production. Some decent defense, but yeah, he's aging. That team, just I, I can see him falling out of the top 10, too. Anybody else we really want to touch on here? Maybe uh, JT God or Muto, apparently. Well, we I, don't need to I expect Gary Sanchez to have a really good year this year. In the well, yeah, team. I mean, he was dog shit last year on the offensive well, side. Well, yeah, I can't get worse, but I, I think he's going to have like a really good year. I can get behind that. Uh, another guy I want to touch on is uh, Jorge Alfaro and that Real Moto trade, along with Sixto Sanchez. Goat. Um, he's actually, like, good. <laughs> like, he hits decently enough, and he was fifth in framing runs, and he also, I don't know if we proved this or not, but he was, I think he had two of the top five pop times last year as he, well. He's first and second, I think. Him and, him and uh, Real Muto are first and second in pop time. It's kind of, yeah, it was pretty... Scary, actually. He, he's got a cannon for an arm, and I actually like that the Marlins got him back, so he's not bad. Got to look out for it. All right, that's going to wrap up our catcher talk. Let's move on to first baseman here in 2019. Tanner, who's someone that is uh, jumping off the board at you? Sounds like a pretty obvious answer, but Paul Goldschmidt. I could see this year being the year Paul Goldschmidt wins an MVP. Last year had a 5.4 war with 290 average, 389 OBP, a 533 slugging, and a 922 OPS. And this was after a very, very slow start to the year. Yeah. 
And for him to still put up these numbers, I mean, 35 doubles, 33 home runs, 90 walks, 173 strikeouts, his highest of his career. So, I mean, for him to still hit 290 and have an on-base of 390, pretty good. I think he batted like 200 in the first month. Of the it season. was very, very bad. But, I mean, you big, big pickup for the Cardinals. You know you're getting with Goldie. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him bolster this lineup, carry the Cardinals possibly to an NL Central title, and maybe see Goldie getting some MVP hardware. Yeah, I would, I would actually really like him to finally get that MVP. Because he has... He's, he's, he been has right, he's been right around... He has two second-place finishes and a third-place finish. Yeah. Could be his year. What about you, Sammy? Who do you see as first base that you're looking out for? Um, Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. Kind of an under-the-radar guy. Not really talked about because he hasn't really been in the league that long. But another <laughs> typical Billy Bean guy who... I think for first baseman, he was number one in defensive war, and he really, I guess he scoops it well and picks it well. He had, a, he had a really nice year. He had good power numbers, and I think he's only 25 or 26 at this point. Yeah, he's still pretty young. So, um, I'm looking for him to have another good year. I think I have him at five or so on my first base list. Yeah, I have him at five right behind Joey Votto. So. I'm going to bounce off you real quick because I am going with Reese Hoskins. And they they both had pretty similar starts to their career. So in 2017, they both burst onto the scene with a small sample size and absolutely crushed it. I mean, Hoskins had a 3.96 on base, a 6.18 slugging. I mean, a 4.17 weight on base average. That is absolutely ridiculous. He had a 2.2 WAR in 50 games. Struggled last year, a sophomore slump. League 39. He still almost slugged 500 with a 3.54 on base. So that's still. Very, very good. He's moving back to first base from left field, which is good because he is an absolute horrendous fielder in left <laughs> he's, field. He's so bad. That's going to help him going back to first base. So I see a really big year for him. I think I had Olsen fifth and Hoskins sixth, but those guys are pretty interchangeable with Olsen getting the slight edge just because of the defense. But they're both going to rake this year, I think. I think the move to first base just completely helps Hoskins. I don't think he wanted to be in the outfield. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he looked very lost out there. And it was inevitable for him to move. To it could first base. You could very easily say that like him being so bad in the field took away from his like thought into hitting and his approach. To oh, where... I think it, I it definitely does. Yeah. It, when you're playing baseball, you think about both ends of the. Exactly. Field. It's like it's like okay, yeah. I just I can't feel the ball. And it's the like outfield. okay, I just misplayed this ball terribly. <laughs> this guy should be on first, but he's on third. Oh, I'm hitting next. And now thing. I have to make up for it when I'm now I have to I'm go. Oh, I have guys on second and third, and I just struck out. Oh, good, now I'm going to go in the fucking field make another error. Right, exactly. It just, it just never ends. So, yeah, him moving back to first, I think, is going to just do wonders for his offensive production. Yeah, I agree. At number two on my list, I'm going to – I'm looking for big things out of Freddie Freeman, just like you get every other year. I mean, he played in a, he played in all 162 games last year, first of all, which doesn't really happen that often, especially yeah. now. He's been injured a couple of times. Yeah, in 2017, he he battled some injuries. That year was unreal, though, in 2017. Yeah, and last year was almost just as good. I mean, 309, 388, 505, weighted on base, 378, 137, weighted runs created plus, 5 over a five-win player last year, you just you know what you're gonna get out of Freddie Freeman. He does it every year, and I feel like sometimes he even flies under the radar a little bit. Just because I I don't know what exactly the reason is, but I mean, was it was it just me or was he like not talked about as much as he should have been just because of Acuna and Obvious coming up and like I mean lighting the that, world on fire? That might have been part of it. He was fourth in MVP voting. Right, exactly. I mean, he's got, he's there every year. Um, and I think he'll have just as good of a year this year. All right, Sam, is there anyone uh, you see uh, jumping out of this list in a year? Well, so I don't have Miggy Cabrera in my top ten this year, but I could, I mean, he's a Hall of, first ballot Hall of Famer, so I can easily see him cracking the top ten just because it seems like he's injured every year. If he just, if he gets a full season worth of at-bats, I I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 25 to 30 home runs and has a good hitting year. So, And, I, I mean, I got guys like Justin Smoke, Jose Abreu. I mean, he, you're going to tell me that he's not better than those guys at his peak? Yeah. Real so, question, though. Did he deserve the MVP in 2012? Short answer, yes. No, he did not, Parker uh, Gurkey calendar, you idiots. Um, what about Barry? Barry. Um, Trout was way better that year, and... I know it. Everyone else who knows baseball knows it. So uh, 
Also, apparently defense isn't a part of the game of baseball. So no, apparently we just the most valuable player award is actually the best offensive year award. Apparently, yeah. So uh, the triple crown means everything. Apparently, so um, yeah. Uh, Cabrera should not have won it that year, but he's still a good player. He <laughs> is. And well, uh, Tanner, how about you? What do you what do you see happening next year? Um. One guy I had in my list that I expect to fall off is Edwin Encarnacion. I had him at 10 on my list, and I just think he's he's still going to hit a, a shit ton of home runs, but I, I just don't think he's going to be able to – I mean, his average has dropped the past four years. His OBP has dropped 41 points from 2017 to 2018, and his slugging was down 30 points. So he's a guy that I think is going to fall out of the top 10, but a guy who I think is going to rise, and I had at 7 on my list, was Matt Olson. And I think just he four point three WAR in what? Uh, well, he did play one hundred sixty two games. <laughs> <laughs> still, still pretty good. Twenty nine. That, that was only like his third or it second was his, or third full year. Well, he played eleven games in 2016, 2017 played fifty nine. So this is his first. This is first full year. Yeah. So I mean, twenty nine home runs. You can see the batting average increase. That'd be nice. But I think the power is going to be there. And yeah, like you you had mentioned before, Gold Glove defender. Yeah, he is. All right, someone I got as uh, possibly jumping on the board here, Josh Bell. He wasn't the most highly touted prospect, but he was still kind of up there for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty good stretch in his rookie year for a nice, what, a 368, 406 slugging. People were expecting him to kind of take that step forward. He never really did that much. Um, a pretty horrendous defender, but if you can get like a 360 on base and like a 425 slugging i mean that'd be a pretty decent rise for him at the first price ranks so i don't know how much you're gonna get out of him but i should see maybe with the pirates having a, a good year he can be a big contributor to it so he i think he was the pirates thought he was going to be more than he is he's supposed oh to yeah hit, he's supposed to hit for more power than he has been especially yeah. I mean, because yeah. he's, a, he's a switch hitter too not this year he's, he's, mad. Mad. he's really he's big, big. He had a he's 466 slugging two years ago he had 26 home runs all right Let's let's talk about Max Muncy for a second. <laughs> I have him falling off of my top ten list. Yeah, I mean, can you read his numbers first though from last year? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, he played 137 game, 35 home runs. Let's, let's get a slash. Hey, 263, 391 on base, Jeez. 582 slugging. He he's an on base machine. He walks a lot. He strikes out a lot, but he gets on base a lot. He was a five one player last year, but I mean, come on, he was in. Triple A last year at 27 years old. Just in 2017, sorry, he was in Triple A. Are we really? Are we really gonna keep him in the top ten? After maybe last he's year? maybe he's a late bloomer. May, maybe he could I, be one of those guys that buys in the launch angle too. He finally bought in. Maybe yeah, but I could I could definitely see him falling out. Of, I think we'll be able to tell after this year. I didn't can he, see him falling he, out of the top ten. Didn't he have like 25 home runs in the first half? Uh, we can look at his his first half, first second half, but I just. I just don't know. I just don't know if it's something that's sustainable or if it was like a big fluke or. He's definitely got a big question mark on him that he has to answer this year. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was, but I don't really see. Yeah, I need a seven-page intro to him, double spaced. I mean, I would not expect a five-win season. No, absolutely not, and I and I expect him to kind of fall off. I saw an article on Fangraphs. They were talking about him, and they said the reason they don't have him regressing as much as he did, or as much as you would expect, because he just kind of came out of nowhere last year, is because something about how you can't really fake power in the MLB. So I guess that which like, is understandable, right? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's hard to kind of have a fluke year of like thirty five home runs. Yeah, yeah. You can't pretend to hit the shell of all one. If year. you look at his, if you look at his first and second half. Um, he played in more games in the first half, but going into the second half, hits were down, doubles were down, home runs were down, runs scored was down, RBIs was down, walks was down, strikeouts was up, average was down. So, I mean, there was a difference between the first and the second half. He had 22 home runs in the first half and 13 in the second half. Yeah, his, o- his OPS in the first half was over 1,000, but his OPS in the second half was 919. So it's like, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he didn't really drop off. He didn't fake plate discipline either. Like, he either had right, it or he didn't. Right, and exactly. That's really good. And I, it is good, but I could I could see him falling out of the top 10, I, and I don't think it would be that surprising. I don't So his K percentage in the second half was, was 32%. And in the first half it was twenty three, so that Jeez. that might be something to watch out for. But 
Again, it's hard to fake the power that he has. So um, yeah. Let's move on a second. Anyone else have any uh, thoughts about their list from first yeah. before we're gonna move so on? So someone I had entering the top ten was Peter Alonzo for the Mets. Hmm. He's definitely gonna be up, and I think I think he. I mean, I have Justin Smoke at ten, and I don't see why Peter Alonzo couldn't yeah. get into that spot, um, especially with how well he's hit in the minors. He had like thirty nine home runs last year <laughs> in the minor leagues. So like he he has unreal. Like ability at the does plate. He, does he walk a lot? Last year I think he, he does. I think he had around like a three eighty on base. Yeah. So last last year he or my he doesn't. Wrong. I don't know. No, no. That was in the Arizona Fall League. He didn't walk very much. Um, but last year in in Double A AA and Triple A he did walk a shit ton. Last year in Double A his slash was three fourteen four forty five seventy three. So oh, what you're saying? Four, five, is between, the, between Triple A and Double A his OBP was three ninety five. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, two eighty five, three ninety five, five seventy nine, so, nine seventy five. So what you're saying is he's a pretty similar player to Max Muncy. What I'm saying is he's really good. Yeah. Well, he's a little bit younger than Max. But Muncy. he's also twenty three years old. So there's that. Max Muncy also didn't hit thirty nine home runs in the minor leagues. But he did hit thirty five in the major leagues. <laughs> He did. <laughs> he did do that. It'll be interesting to see with Muncy. Moving on to second base, who do you got uh, as a guy to watch out for on your list, Sammy? Aside from the obvious L two A. I do like um, I do like Glaber Torres, uh, former Chicago Cub, of course. In that Chapman deal, he kind of does it all. He he hits for average. He um, he hits for a little bit of pop too, and he plays a good defensive second base. And he was only a rookie last year too. He's pretty young. I think he's 22, 23. 20, he might be going to 23, 23 or 24. Yeah. He, he's just kind of a balanced player. A well-rounded player. Um, it, it's kind of like you know what he, you're going to get from him, and you hope that he kind of takes a step each year that he's um, that he's getting at-bats and, and he's in the field. So I, th- I think I have him at around 8 on my list, and I think he could. I had Torres at 8 as well on yeah, my I list. Yeah, I think he could end the year at like 4 or 5. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me one bit. No. I got Whit Merrifield. This guy just is just a, a great baseball player. Very good year last year. Five and a half war, uh, 304 average, 367 OBP, 438 slugging, 806 OPS. Swiped 45 bags. 45. Wait, he led the American League of some places. Wait, Whit Merrifield? Yes. His, How many times was he caught stealing? Ten. Jeez. So in his first full year, which was 2017... He slashed 288, 324, 460, 784, had 34 stolen bases, 19 home runs, 32 doubles. So you think with a guy like that, though, that his on-base percentage would be higher. It's, like, it surprises me that it wasn't higher. He, he strikes out a decent amount. He had 114 strikeouts, 61 walks. But yeah, I mean, 192 hits last year, 43 doubles, 12 home runs. I mean, he... He had a very good year last year, and he is he's very versatile in the field, and he can handle himself in the field. So yeah, I I mean, I think we're going to see a 310 average from Merrifield with close to a 400 OBP this year. All right, one guy I'm looking at is Scooter Jeanette. This guy has been kind of a stud the past two years. Increases on base each of the last three years. Last year he slugged 490, and the year before that 531. I think you could say him or Altuve are uh, the premier sluggers at the second base position. Um, an increased hard hit percentage the past three years, too. I think he's still getting better. He's entering only his 28-age um, season. He's on base, 342 to 357 last year. Um, Four-and-a-half win player last year. I mean, he was just a very good baseball player. Just the offensive production from second base. He's not a, he's not a great defender. He's no slouch, though. Yeah, I mean, I could see him jumping top three in my list next year for sure. I'm looking at Robinson Cano. The new, the new New York Met. Those Mets, baby. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on those Mets. Can't get enough of them. Um, coming off that, coming off the suspension last year. I mean, no matter what, he just rakes. Like he just His swing is beautiful. Um, came back last year, played in 80 games, 303, 374, 471, 136 runs created, almost a 3-1 player, 2.9. So I just, I just think. Wait, he was almost a three-man player. How many games did he miss? Yeah, he, he, he played eighty games. He, yeah, he missed half the season. Two point nine WAR. My God. He just and I think with the full season with the Mets, I I think it's going to be the same stuff. He's thirty-six, but I still think you're going to get the same stuff that he's always done. I think he's going to rake. 
Um, and I think he's going to be a big part of that lineup to help them make a playoff push. All right. Anybody got any players that they are looking for to jump on to the top ten next year? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's already on my top 10, but I think he's going to take another step forward, and that's Ozzy Albies. Um, I don't think he's going to regress as bad as he did in the second half. I think we're going to see a full season of somewhat similar production that he had in the first half. Uh, I mean, 3.8 war, uh, 261 average, 305 OBP, 452 slugging for a 757 OPS. Pretty average, but I think that's just largely due to his very poor second half, which I don't really know why he underperformed that much in the second half after having a, an amazing first half. But, I mean, 40 doubles, 24 home runs, 72 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, does not walk a lot. 36 walks compared to 116 strikeouts, so... 40 doubles? Yeah. It did, for the first half of the season, he was able to double or a home run. How many stolen bases did he have? 14. Got caught stealing three times. Um, yeah, that was He was, what, 20 last year? Yeah. He was 21 last year. He's going to his age 22 season. He does not get on base a lot. Like, no, which is weird. Up for it. Yeah. And average defender had 10 errors, 985 fielding percentage. But yeah, I just think I think him having more experience is definitely going to help his offensive production. So I had um, a guy that we were talking about for a while, and then we kind of stopped talking about him because he hasn't been what people thought he was going to be. And that's Yon Mankata of the White Sox. He was in that Chris Sale trade with um, Kopech. And I think there's another guy in that trade, too. I don't remember the last guy. But, it was um, a lower-tiered prospect. Say more of a throw-in. Okay. I think Luis um, No. So, he's going over his year last year. I kind of thought it was a crappy year. And for what people thought he was going to be, or can be, it wasn't a great year, but it really wasn't that bad. He was still a two-win player. It's um, just the strikeouts that he, are just he, he way gets on base, but he, he did strike out 217 times. That's, that's just goodness. That's a lot of punch-outs. Hopefully, hopefully this is <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a, getting them out of the way at this point. Age? He's at me, what, 25? That was his age 23, so he's 24. And that was honestly his first full year. He's... He's not bad defensively. He's he's pretty average, a little bit above a little bit above average. But the tools are there. Everything that they were saying about him was that he's a five tool player and he's fast as shit. Yeah, he's he's super fast. You can see all of them. The power the power is there. It's gonna come. He had seventeen home runs, thirty two doubles last year. So I think I think we're still waiting to see the best of Mankata, but. For White Sox fans, I know that they wanted to see that last right year. Right away, especially, <laughs> especially at, giving up sand. At least like a little bit the year before. But I think, I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a really good year this year. Four, four war, would you say? Yeah, I mean. I could see it. He's got the potential for it, for he, sure. It, they better hope that he puts it together. <laughs> they're going to need it from him. All right, I'm looking at a prospect next year to jump into my top ten. Brendan Rodgers for the Colorado Rockies. That's who I've got, too. Beast. He, uh, yeah, his, he crushes balls. You put him at cores, he's going to hit about 45 doubles. <laughs> he, he's not the greatest defender of short, so they're going to move him over to second probably with Story. Um, that'll help him out, but he, he should be their starting second baseman this year, without a doubt for me. We'll see if it actually happens, but all the service time crap that we got going on right now. He, but, anything to add? Yeah, I agree. I, I think he'll... I thought he would have been up by now at some point, at least... A little bit. I know they had guys in those positions, like they had the Mayhew, they had Story, and and whatever. Arenado. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he'll finally be up this year. Um, he's kind of been talked about for a while. He was in what the he was he, in the draft with in the Bregman, Bregman and Swanson. Swanson. Um, that yeah, he's with Bregman and Swanson and Tucker. So I mean, I think he'll be up this year. And honestly. His numbers in the minors won't like pop out, uh, like pop out off the page at you. But just everything that's been put together on him, the scouting reports on him, and just the way he's been scouted, he flat out rakes. So I mean, I think he'll crack the top ten next year for a second base. And for and sure. you know, course is gonna help him out, so that's always gonna be a nice push. Well, yeah, you don't even need to bring your bat to the plate. Of course, you automatically get a home run. And that's how it works. It it Stay require, tuned, folks. It still doesn't require any talent to hit at Coors Field. Stay tuned. a good place to hit. All right, anybody else got anything to add for our second baseman here in 2019? I do see Zobris falling out of my top ten. I had him, too. It just aged. I think it could possibly He's catch old. up to him. He's I mean, he's going to keep putting up 
two war seasons till he's 45. As long, as long as he gets on base, I don't really care yeah. what else he does. I mean, he's he going to play defense and get on yeah. base. He's going to be virtually. You know, he just... He's is just he, a solid but the thing player. is, is he gonna be playing? Is he gonna be starting at second? Nah, he'll probably still switch between second and outfield. I mean, I think they're gonna kind of have a revolving door at second this year with him and. Can Bodie play second? Yeah. So then, yeah, Zobrist 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 might not see as much playing time. I mean, Hap can play second too. So. I mean, David Bodie did hit the coolest home run in Major League Baseball history. The walk off grand slam that so, we were at. Yeah. He ba- he basically Wait, you just. Were there? I wasn't there. No, no, we weren't there. Oh. <laughs> He basically broke the national season, so he ruined the whole team this year. All right, let's move on to shortstops here in 2019. Petey, let me hear a shortstop you are excited to see in 2019. I am excited about the pending free agent Manny Machado. All right, quickly, where do you think he signs? Yankees. I think he's going to sign right. with the New York Yankees. You heard it here first. White Sox. Sammy, all right, let's give us a Padres. Questions. All right, and, I'm going White Sox. And block for the Tiso Junior. The White Sox offered him, they came out with their official offers today. The White Sox offered him more money. Wait, 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 they did? They offered him 30 more million than the Yankees did. What was it? 250. 250. The Yankees offered like 225. So. And if I'm him, I am eating that 30 million and playing for the, and going to play for the Yankees and. Probably win a World Series yeah, for I mean, a couple of years. It's definitely not a bad option. <laughs> I'm eating Holy that. Shit, I'm dude. eating. Dude, we already have the Yankees projected to be the best team in the AL. Imagine if they get Machado. And he knows. And he knows that. So I, I, I think that's got to be part of his but thinking. Can he stay away from his relatives on the White Sox? <laughs> that is true. Family comes first. But no, he, he's just a beast, honestly. Meet first. And it, I it, it blows my mind that him and Harper are still. Free agents with spring training starting in five three. days. It's because they want three hundred million full squad workouts start in a week, and no. they haven't signed. There's like a hundred free agents that haven't signed yet. Obviously, these two are the big ones, but it's because teams aren't stupid. Yeah, I mean, anymore. he's hit he's hit thirty three or more home runs five years in a row, four years in a row, and he's just he's just a great. He's one of the best players in the game. He's a he's an over six WAR player three of the last five years. So yeah, I think he's definitely. I have him at number two on my shortstop list, and I de- I think it'll be much of the same this year. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm uh, I'm gonna highlight Trey Turner for the Washington Nationals as a player that I think can take his offense and elevate it even to a higher an offensive year than what he had last year. He had a what a 3.44 on base and 4.16 slugging from a shortstop who is very good defensively. I mean, he's fast as shit too. So. 4.8 war last year. Um, only 105 runs created. Yeah, I could see him taking a, a big step next year with added offense. I'm looking at Corey Seager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, the rightful owner of... Of what? Not owner. Um, but, uh, <laughs> is he, uh, what is no, he? you know what? Yeah, yes, owner. Yeah, the rightful owner of the number one shortstop in the MLB... He owns that title. No, he doesn't. Okay, easy. Maybe for the maybe for the injured list team. Yeah. Okay. How many times are we gonna make this joke? Don't get injured. Don't. So, this man won Rookie of the Year. Follows it up with third in the MVP. No, that was this. Wait, that was his rookie. Holy that was his rookie shit. year. Yeah, he was amazing his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, this man's a 5.9 WAR player, then a 5.6 WAR player. Then he gets injured. He has Tommy John, and I think he hurt his hip, hip, hip too. Surgery as well. Yeah, which isn't great. That's not good. But he's gonna come back. I mean, he's also what, like 22? 24, he's I think. Twenty. He's gonna be twenty-five yeah. this oh. next year. Either way, he'll bounce back. He'll bounce back he, from both of those. He's things. gonna bounce back. He, Big lefty bat. It's beautiful swing. <laughs> beautiful. He he has a career three hundred batting average, three seventy-two on base, four ninety-four slugging. Um, no slouch defender either. He's Absolutely. actually a good defender. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, a lot of guys on the MLB Network thought that he wasn't gonna be able to stay at shortstop. But he's so fucking big. Because he's like, he's like six four, and yeah. he's like two forty or two thirty or something. So he's kind of big, but he's got a, he's got a really, he's got a really good arm, and obviously he can hit. So it, it is kind of surprising that he's that he can stay at shortstop because such a demanding position. But hopefully he bounces back and has a really good year. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back and have an amazing year. But the guy I'm looking forward to is Xander Bogarts. I'm really interested to see if he can continue moving in the right direction. Last year, a 3.8 war player, 
288 average, 360 OBP, 522 slugging, 23 home runs, 103 RBIs. His numbers are all up from the previous year, from 2017 to 2018, so that's encouraging. Very, very average defender, and he, if he can improve the defense, he can kind of earn that topic of conversation of being a top five shortstop. I have him at number nine on my list, so I think I could see him moving up to... (laughs) Maybe sixth or above. You might have mentioned this, but he's a free agent after this year, correct? Uh, yes, he contract will be. Year. He will be in a contract year. He is a free agent in twenty twenty. About that money. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see if Xander can if continue. You can't get signed. I'm interested to see if he can continue improving on the offensive end. All right, let's look at some guys we think could maybe crack the top tens next year, and I'm going to start off with Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Uh, yep, that's you, mine as well. You read my mind. Are we all gonna be? Yeah, we all had him. Yeah. Sweet there. Yeah, this kid just looks like he's gonna be an absolute. He slugged five oh seven as he a nineteen year old. He is nineteen years old right now. <laughs> he slugged five oh seven. He's very similar to Seager with the big body build, but people think yeah. he still stays yeah, shortstop. He's is like A Rod. Yeah, people have compared to A Rod too. He's. I mean, he's a cheater. Nice. He nice. could be up probably this year at some point. The White Sox got the better end of the deal. They got big game James Shields. He struck out Brian. That, tra- that trade makes me want to punch myself in the face. Yeah, that trade was dog shit to say the least. Uh, I mean, right. the kid slugged five oh seven as a nineteen year old. He's gonna be in the majors at age twenty. His age difference was four point nine years, and he put up a slash of two eighty six, three fifty five, five oh seven. With 16 home runs, 22 doubles, in 353 at-bats. And he's supposed to be a good defensive shortstop. And he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a cannon. All right, so before we uh, jump off the shortstop list, is there anyone you guys see that could uh, possibly fall off this year? Didi Gregorius. Sir Didi. I just don't. I just don't think he's that good. He's got good power, but, I mean, I don't. I, I'm going to look up his splits. Yeah, no, it didn't, like, he was Babe Ruth the first two months of the season. Yeah. He was the he best has, player in baseball the first. he was a blind batter yeah. the rest of the year. <laughs> a, a blind batter. No, I think I'll just write that. I'm pretty sure he was Babe Ruth his first He was the best player months. in baseball. And then he's he's also, with his eyes he'll first. be out for a while this year. Yeah, he'll be out um, by half the year, probably. Recovering from Tommy John, so it'll be interesting to see how Tulo kind of From UCL surgery? Well, Yankee Stadium, I mean, that was a great move for him to go to the Diamondbacks in Yankee Stadium. We'll certainly help you out there. All right, uh, while you're looking that up, Tanner, I'm going to go with Paul DeJong. He kind of snuck into my top ten this year. I, I could have left him off, but I could see him. His on-base isn't anything special to look at. He's got some good sluggy numbers, but, I mean, unless he shows me something, I could see him falling off my list this year just with the – so many good young shortstops that yeah. that we could see in this game. So I have to agree with you there. It's it's not even that he's not good. It's almost just that everyone's everyone at shortstop Better. is just there's the, the, so much talent. The position has turned into like third base in terms of hitting. It's kind of scary actually, unless you're like Simmons or or somebody like that. But everyone apparently can just. Slug 500 and get on base and have a cannon for an arm at shortstop now. Yeah, so back to Gregorius' splits last year. Um, at home, he had a 299 average in 264 at-bats with 71 games played, nine doubles, three triples, 19 home runs. And on the road in 63 games with 240 at-bats, a 233 average with eight home runs and 14 doubles. Yeah, the, it, go, so the first, March and April, he was hitting 327 with 10 home runs in 28 games. <laughs> and then he hit 149 in May. It'll show you, like, the, the slash line. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so t- at home last year, 299, 372, 572, 944 on the road. 233, 292 OVP and a yeah. 408 slugging like, with a 700 OPS. He was fucking horrible on the road. Is he, is he only a lefty? He's not a switch, right? He's lefty. He's just lefty. Strictly lefty. 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 Yeah, so he gets that added bonus from the uh, that short the portion. Phone right. All right, I think that's going to wrap up our shortstop talk. Let's move on to one of the more, uh, probably the most dominant position in baseball right now. Our top 10 third baseman list. Sammy, why don't you get us going? Who do you think, or who do you who are you looking for this year? I'm looking for Matt Chappie Chapman. Chapstick? Of the Oakland A's. Him and Olsen make a dynamic duo at the corner 
positions in the infield. He was in MVP talks this year, and that's company with Trout and Betts. I mean, he obviously wasn't going to win it, but this dude put up monster numbers this year, and it's not even that he was really all that special offensively, even though he was very good. He led the league in defensive runs saved at 29, which is <laughs> actually ridiculous. The next closest third baseman in defensive runs saved was 10 in Adrian Beltre. So yeah, it was a wide. He almost, he almost, if he was just out on the field defensively, he would have been a three win player. And he was very good offensively, too. He had he plays in uh, Oakland. He plays in the Coliseum, which means that his home numbers aren't great. But his away splits were his slash line away was three eleven, three eighty eight, and five ninety six for nine eighty four OPS, which is just stupid. So he slugs like a legit third baseman too. So, all right, uh, Tanner, we're gonna head over to you real quick before I get into it with PD about some business. So, who, who are you? Yeah, I'll make this short days? and sweet. I'm looking for Anthony Rendon to continue being one of the most consistent players in baseball. Hit a four point two WAR last year, three oh eight average with a three seventy four OBP, five thirty five slugging, and a nine oh nine OPS. Twenty four home runs, eighty eight runs scored, ninety two RBI. I mean, 44 doubles. His offense has increased each year for the past three years. So he's just setting himself up as one of the perennial top three third basemen in MLB. So any any plays really good defense, I think. Let's see. Uh, pretty average defense, actually. Six errors with a 981 fielding percentage last year. So, yeah, Anthony Rendon on the offensive side, one of the best in the business. All right, PD, I'm going to let you take the first swing here, kid. <laughs> Talk to me about Nolan Arenado. First, where do you have him on your list? Uh, my third base list, I've got him fourth behind Jose Ramirez, Bregman, Bregman and Bryant. Um, and, you know, I think fourth's a good spot for him. And I know what you're going to say. I know what we're about to talk about. But I will just I will just not sit back and ignore 42, 41, 37, 38. Those are the last four seasons, how many home runs he's hit. I... I I just can't ignore that, and there's and there's a reason that he just got twenty six million in arbitration, and I understand, I I understand that there's a difference in his splits playing at Coors and playing on the road. I I understand that there's a difference, but there's no way that you can just deny the fact that he is one of the most elite players in baseball right now, and and it's not just me saying it. Like there's every analyst agree every analyst agrees there's a reason they talk so highly about him. Like no one no one only focuses on this splits bullshit that you have. There's not anyone out there that's going, Yeah man, I mean we really just gotta look at the splits and that's it. I mean it's not that good, so yeah, we're probably just gonna make him fuck off and, and say he's not. <laughs> we're, gonna, good. we're gonna make him All right, fuck am, off. am I good to go now? If we just look we'll look at his numbers first. His on base compared to everybody else. In the in the third base, and ranks. might I add, he had a career high walk rate this year and a career high in uh, weighted runs created plus. Okay, he is still a tier below everybody else in on base for the third base position, and he has been. I, I I'll give you some numbers here in a minute, and yes, I will give you his slugging is above everybody else in the in the third base tier here. Yeah, so it evens and, out. Well, PD. Why do you think also that slugging is so He also hits 40 home runs. Petey, buddy, why do you think it is that he hits that many fucking home runs? I don't know, LJ. You can't, you can't just think that maybe it's because he's fucking good. I it mean, could it, be can't, because he it hit, can't just be because he's amazing. He's a good player. He like, gets aided immensely from his home ballpark. Yeah. Sick. Petey. Awesome! Is a 333-point difference in OPS last year, is that good? Is that a good difference? Well, how high was his OPS? At home, it was an 1105. Yeah, so if if it's going to be that high, I mean, is it... Okay, obviously, his home is going to be amazing every year. His road was a 772 last year. Which, the MLB average was 750 or around there. Petey, he has like a 318 career on base away from cores. That is terrible. He's 9% better than the well, league average away thing, from course. Good thing, good thing he doesn't only play road games. Good, there's a reason they play 81 home games exactly. and 81 he's, he's road gonna, games. He's going to have those numbers, but I'm you not... Can't, 
you can't base his, the whole judgment of him off of if they only played road games. That's what you're basing this no, off No, because he's going to have great numbers. I'm just saying, I'm yeah, the other guy a little bit more to He has great numbers, and that's a fact. You're telling me Jose Ramirez, if he played in Coors, wouldn't have better numbers than we, Nolan Arenado? Well, we don't know, because he doesn't play there. We don't. But I'm not going to give those guys... Thank you for agreeing I'm, with me! I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not gonna give Arenado that big when he has that much of a advantage over everyone else. I'm and, not gonna put him advantage. That. He still has to hit the same ball. He has to do the same thing everyone else does. It's not like they're putting it on a tee for him. <laughs> it's not. It's not front flips. It's the same game. Petey. It's the same fucking game. It's that big of a difference though. That home field compared to everybody else's home field. They don't play a road game every day. They play home games. Petey, what is a 200 point fucking difference in his career? It's a big difference, buddy. Yeah, it would be. Again, if they only fucking play road games, but they don't. They play home games. Okay. And these are what his numbers are, and you can't just take him away from him. Okay. Okay, I like, I like the interview. No, and I know you have 40 home runs, but go fuck yourself. They don't count. So, what's like- Ramirez? Well, he hit 39 last year in a different ballpark, two less. Yeah, he's really good! They're both really good players! <laughs> I'd like to interject here. Just, okay, just calm, just calm down. Catch, catch your breath. I, I, for the most part, I agree with LJ. Because it, I just can't deny that those splits are there. They're just too far apart from each other. I understand, like, it's still baseball. You still have to hit the ball. But from what I've heard, the ball doesn't move as much from a pitcher's hand in Coors as it does in other parks. And I like fly balls and other in other ballparks could turn into home runs at Coors. So like it's like it's like he's hitting the same balls at other fields, fields, but like they turn into home runs at Coors. So like that's why you're seeing the 44. Yeah, home they're, runs on, they're only doubles in other fields. <laughs> okay, or they're outs. <laughs> you can't take someone's oh, curveball. ball. Okay, well then let's talk make it a worse pitch. All right, let's talk about his defense too. All right. No, he's a very he's, he's a, a very, very good, good defender. defender. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Last year he slipped in defensive runs, but every other year he's had amazing stats in that category. I think he has like four gold gloves already or something. Yes, I'm not denying his defense. We're just not we're just not gonna sit here and <laughs> put this man down for the past few seasons that he's put together. We're just not we're just not gonna do I'm, it. I'm gonna have him a seven. And I'm, well, gonna, LJ, I'm gonna put him at seven. LJ, I don't think the rest of the MLB gives a fuck about his splits if he's about to get paid a fat ass contract after this season. <laughs> so you can shove your fucking calculator up your ass. Oh, and that's evil. all we have for the argument portion of the podcast episode here today. Um, Sammy, who's one guy? Well, actually, I think we can all agree that Vlad Jr. is gonna be the guy that bursts onto the scene, even if we already have him in our top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this fucking kid, when he was 19 years old, slashed 381, 437, 636, and had a OPS of 1073, with 20 home runs, 29 doubles, 95 games, this beast had 227 total bases. He also, from, I think he, I don't think he struck out more than he walked. I think he had more walks. He did. He was like 10 years old. Um, so, a guy, in addition to Vlad, I have Vlad at 7, and he hasn't played a single Major League Baseball game. Yeah, yet. that's the only reason I have him at 10, but he, the fucking kid's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I have Eugenio Suarez from the Reds entering the top 10, mainly because I think Carpenter, he's aging a little bit, and he's moving back to third base. After being at first for, he's a, not for a, a couple he's years, not a very good defender. Say, did he, yeah, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not a great defender. I think he'd probably be better suited at second. But they have Colton Wong, who's a good defender there. But anyway, Suarez hits the shit out of the ball, uh, pretty much every year, and he's in a very hitter's ball, hitter's ballpark. So I think uh, actually that doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he'll, I, so I think he'll if continue. Vlad, if Vlad Jr. was on the Rockies, would we be talking about him the same, or would we be, you know, waiting? No, we'd be, we'd be worshiping him if he was on the. Well, well he still <laughs> had. We can't. We can't. We still had a max hit grade. So Did y'all saying well, I'm not going to go back. No, I'm not. We're not getting back into this. <laughs> when it's 787 on the road, that's a big difference, buddy. That's like close to league average. Yeah, well, when it turns into 40 home runs and 130 RBIs, league, league average hitter on the road. It just doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is all I have to say about that? Well, 
<laughs> okay, do we have anybody um, breaking into the top ten? Yeah, I could see Travis Shaw this year. Who, the mayor? As a, as a surprise guy breaking in. He's lowered his K rate the past the couple of years. He's increased his walk rate each of the past three years. Um, he's always had a good slugging. I mean, three and a half war and three point six war the past two years. So that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see him as a four point uh, one war last year. As a guy putting up those numbers again to to sneak back. Actually, I don't know if he's been in there, but but to get onto my top ten list for sure. He so. had a hundred one RBIs in twenty seventeen. I've got I've got Andujar sneaking into the top ten um, coming into this year. I know his defense was dog shit, but his offense plays. His bat definitely plays to kind of overmatch that and equal that out. He doesn't walk at all, so he doesn't he doesn't get on base that much. But I mean. He hit 27 home runs. I think he's going to keep developing as, as a bat. 27 home runs? Yeah. He fucking rakes. He rakes. Um, he was only a rookie last year, too. Yeah. Yeah, he also had 47 doubles. So, um, <laughs> he's he's definitely going to mash. And I think I think he could easily crack the top 10 for third baseman. Do you think they're going to trade him? It's going to be they, him. If, if they, they get... sign Machado... It's him I or Glaber. I think I think he. I think they'd trade Glaber before they trade Andrew. Don't hit the door on your way out if, if they sign Machado. To Andujar? Yeah. I think they would trade Glabar first. No. I would hope not. I don't... Well, either one of them's going to net a fucking massive return. Yeah, wait, I... wait. What? Why would they trade Glabar? I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like he did enough to for them to not want to let him go. Do you think they... I'd rather have also, Glabar at this point. Yeah, no. Glabar's more versatile, I'm sure. I think he's more, I'm he's pretty sure more because valuable. It's hard to trade... 27, 27 well, I mean, it's, it's not hard to because you get a fuck ton in return. But, no, it's still hard to get rid. It's but still think, hard to do that though. Would you rather have Glabar or him long term? Glabar, gun, gun to your yeah, head. It's me. I, I think Glabar. This year's he. This year he hit two ninety seven last okay, year. You're not answering the question. I I think I would rather probably have Andujar because I think his defense. Right. Could, I think his defense can improve. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I. I think that's it for a very heated episode here on the Slash Line Pod. Stay tuned for. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll stay tuned for Arenado's fifth MVP season in a row. He definitely should not have won an MVP. Coors Field, seven eighty seven. Peace out.